Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. What's up? What's up, everybody? It is Chris Clark from GamecockCentral.com. Ooh, I was really big on the screen when I first came on. Used to coming in with my partner in crime, Wes Mitchell, alongside of me. And the good news is you don't have to deal with me solo today. Wes will indeed be along very soon, taking care of some business, getting some things ready, getting some things done. And Wes will be along. So apologize for us, our loyal listeners. You know, normally... Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 2 o'clock or so. Every now and then we're a little bit off that. We are getting closer and closer, ladies and gentlemen, to trying to be able to move to back to our daily Monday through Friday kind of in-season version of GC Live. So we will eventually get to that. Bear with us. Our original plan was this week. We haven't gotten there. It has been crazy, but... I think we'll eventually get there next week, which will be great timing because that will, of course, get us right into the Gamecock football season. And as you all know, we are, the show is titled, nearly a week from the season. So Saturday, tomorrow, game one for Eastern Illinois, who is actually Carolina's week one opponent. Eastern Illinois playing a game on Saturday against Indiana State that will be televised, I think, on ESPN+. Plus. If you want to watch it, we will have to try to get once Wes comes along. He is the master of being able to decipher for all of you how exactly to get access to the game. So I think that game is available in some form or fashion on television. We'll look up the details for that later. Uh, But for at least the first few minutes of this show, I will ride solo. Try to bring you the latest on Gamecock football, what's going around, uh, what's going on rather in Gamecock Nation. Take your questions. We can do a free-for-all Friday. We didn't title it as such, but heck, it's Friday, so let's do it. So appreciate you being part of us, part of the show here on GC Live, GamecockCentral.com. Uh, first of all, got to give a shout-out, Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network, our primary sponsor here on GC Live, longtime Gamecock fan, longtime friend of the show, uh, and an amazing mortgage person. So 
if you're a Gamecock fan, obviously you want to do business with someone who knows what they're doing, A, and B, huge bonus if they're a Gamecock fan, C, huge bonus if they're a Gamecock fan who's also a Gamecock Central fan and a friend of the show here on GC Live, which Clint is, so check him out. If you're on the live stream, you see his little card there, the branch manager of the Columbia Area Mortgage Network, C. Hammond at MortgageNetwork.com, or you can reach him via phone, 803-771-6933. That's 803-771-6933. And look, if you are in the market for a new house, if you are wondering about refinancing, is it worth it for me? Will it save me money? What does it entail? Give Clint a call, email Clint. He will definitely be able to help you out with all that. He's really good at what he does. And again, a friend of the show. So we appreciate him. Thanks everybody for jumping on into the show. Numbers still steadily climbing here and a lot of things to still get into with the season a week away. Uh, Obviously Eastern Illinois coming up as opponent one. That's a storyline, right? We're going to dive into that a lot more this coming week. We'll be diving more into the Gamecock football program itself. They're obviously now in fully in that kind of game week mode. Shane Beamer saying that they had kind of simulated that this past week, actually. And then, of course, they'll dive 100% into Eastern Illinois this coming week, getting ready for that game. Gamecock football staff will, of course, get an advanced look at Eastern Illinois, given that they are playing Indiana State um, this week, this weekend on Saturday. They'll get an advanced look at that. Quarterback still up in the air right now for South Carolina, primarily between Zeb Nolan, who – Amazing story for college football and Jason Brown, primarily the guys looking to be vying for that start all the way down to some smaller storylines that are still important. Who's going to get the first carry, you know, something like that. Um, Who's fully healthy. If Kevin Harris ends up going, which he's on track to, does, does he even end up playing a lot in the game? Lots of questions for that. Lots of schematic questions with new offense, new defense, new special teams. First game of the Shane Beamer era, so obviously no shortage of internal storylines for South Carolina before you even dive in to that Eastern Illinois matchup. And look, given that this is a home game, uh, September 1st is is a key date because on September 1st, that is going to open things up from a contact standpoint. So Gamecock football staff is allowed at that point to uh, get back on the phone with young men. It's going to open up contact for – prospects to be able to come and visit the campus and for coaches to go out on the road and scout prospects. So flurry of activity uh, coming up this week. Wes, I was just about to say, are you ready to come on? But you let yourself on. Yeah, you let yourself in. I'm on the left side now. I don't know if you're comfortable with that. Oh, God. You can, you're not liking that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Boom. Uh, that look at that fixed it, it was gonna freak me out it was gonna freak everybody else out too this is much more comfortable i gotta say yeah i, I, I don't i don't know why it, it plays tricks with my brain i think uh I like what, what are we talking about well what we were talking about is basically you probably saw my my brilliant title for this show is that the season is nearly a week away I, i'm not sure if you're aware of that but it is and so tomorrow I was running through all the storylines. There's plenty with just Gamecock football, just kind of within the team, quarterback, who's taking the first carry, a lot of different things like that. But 
a chance to look at Eastern Illinois tomorrow, Wes, for the people. I promised a rundown from you, a detailed rundown of exactly how to watch the game if you live in Montana and have Dish Network. How exactly can you watch the game? Uh, I promise that from the from you to the people. Uh, and then here's the other thing, man. Something else we got to get into. Uh, September one, I mean, is a big date because that is going to be kind of the restart of recruiting. Now it's still going on, but uh, the live period where prospects can now visit campus. South Carolina slated to have some guys in, even for game one against Eastern Illinois. It's a night game. They'll have some guys in for that. Coaches allowed to go back out on the road and scout guys, you know, at their high school football games, drop by their school. That's going to be allowed. And then also being able to place phone calls to junior prospects in the 2023 class. So just kind of getting into all that and running through that, no shortage of things to talk about for sure. Yeah. And how about uh, Landon Sampson last night, man? Yep. It's going to get to that too. Big yeah. Night. So pl- plenty, plenty to talk about. I, uh, I tell you, man, uh, you had Colin show yesterday as well. Beamer with a few notes. I, I wouldn't say it was a very, very newsy Colin show. Not, not a whole lot going on as far as like new stuff, but always good to hear from him as you get closer to kickoff. Uh, one week from tomorrow, hard to believe. Uh, so yeah, you're uh, you're running the show today, Chris. Uh, start <laughs> send me in the right direction. Push me in the right place. Well, well, I would like to since it happened last night. I mean, I, I do want to get to some other stuff. And by the way, folks, if you've got your Eastern Illinois questions, I don't I don't want to say don't ask them yet, but if you do, I won't I don't know if either of us will be able to give you a great answer. I think Wes will watch Eastern Illinois this weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some Eastern Illinois related content. I think I don't want to promise it, but here on the show next week, that is the plan. Um, we'll, we'll be breaking all that down game week next week. So we will get there. If you've got any questions, put them in your piggy bank, save them up and we'll get to them next week, but lots to get to. But since you mentioned Landon Sampson, dude, there are a lot, there's a lot of talk about that last night. Um, both, you know, on the insiders forum on Gamecock central, you and I were texting about it. We were in some group texts together with some other people about Landon Sampson he made an impact. A, a lot of excitement about Landon Sampson, the South Lake Carroll, Texas product who's been committed to Carolina for a while, put on a big performance last night on national TV. He did, man. He, uh, I think if you if you looked on Twitter too, some uh, some people that are employed by the South Carolina football program were, were paying very special close attention to Landon Sampson as well. And, uh, you know, dude, I, I think we've we've hyped this kid up for a while now. We, we've been like, hey, I, I think he's underrated. Uh, you know, I think he's still a mid-three-star on rivals. And, you know, this was a national TV game in an in an NFL stadium. There there could have been reason for, for nerves and stuff like that. But uh, the very first three plays of the season for Southlake Carroll go to Landon Sampson. All three are receptions, one of them being a 71-yard catch and run for touchdown. Uh, looked actually like an RPO. He was just running like a little hitch out there. A lot of times uh, teams will tag that, you know, a hitch or a slant on the outside with an RPO. Um, great game by uh, by the kid who was having to uh, replace Quinn Ears. That was impressive. Just step in and, and play well. But he got the ball to Landon, got the ball to um, – who's the other kid? R.J. Maryland. Is that the kid that's committed to, to Boston College? Uh, Good-looking prospect in his own right. 
Uh, they have a running back uh, at, at uh, South Lake Carroll that's very impressive. But, but yeah, Landon Sampson, I think uh, the, the Twitter and the Insider Forum folks were buzzing after watching him make some plays. And, you know, I think we felt for a long time this would be a kid that can make an impact, not just make an impact at South Carolina, but probably as far enough along as a player in his development to make an early impact at South Carolina. So that uh, – if you're a Gamecock fan, that was certainly uh, good to see him burst on the scene last night. Five catches, 100-plus yards, two touchdowns, all in the first half. They sort of spread it around and, and went to the ground with a big lead in the second half. But uh, overall, great great performance for Landon last night. Yeah, and you're right about the quarterback, man. I, I was really impressed with that kid. Lots of talent around them, obviously, but – that throw that he made where he kind of rolled out to his left, broke the pocket, and and just threw that one, I mean, right on the money to Sampson uh, for the long – the second touch. Now, that, that was an impressive play, impressive throw by him. But, you know, Landon, when you, when you watch him, he's an advanced guy. I think a lot of people have used that term, and I like that because he's a very smart, savvy route, route runner. He knows what he's doing on that front. He's a hand catcher. You know, you, you like when you watch him on film, watching him last night, it kind of reinforced it. He's catching the ball with his hands, attacking the football, but he looks natural doing it. And so uh, every, every you know, indication that, that that was a good get for South Carolina. We had been here in West even before the high school football season kicked off in the summer after Landon had committed to South Carolina. We knew they were excited. The, the coaching staff, South Carolina seemed really excited about him from what we heard, but you know, it, it kind of even built even more to where we kept hearing more and more about how much they liked him. So really good get for Justin Stepp, Shane Beamer, the rest of that Gamecock football staff. And Wes, tonight, I want to run through a few of these. I've got to double check some of these because of how high school season has been interesting so far already. There's been some cancellations, some movement, a lot of it in the state of South Carolina. But there are some more Gamecock targets um, out there that are still playing. There is one game tonight with a guy featuring a guy that you and I have written about. Milton, Georgia will be playing, I believe, North Cobb game tonight, 7 p.m. on ESPN2, I believe. And Milton features, they've got several high-level players, including Levius Overton, 2023 class, number one player in the country by some. Uh, but Jordan McDonald, their running back, is a guy that we've written about recently. South Carolina does not have a running back committed in the 22 class. It's a guy that they have been keeping a close eye on. So that's uh, that's definitely someone to watch. I'm going to get the rest of the schedule I had earlier. I'll run down a few more of the games that you may want to watch this weekend. But set your DVR, whatever. Check it out live. Jordan McDonald will be a guy to watch. There are going to be some other ones coming up this weekend. Yeah, and I'll, I'll go ahead and throw one out there, Chris, too. I, I believe that um... – at noon tomorrow on ESPN, uh, you got Jayshon Barham, the uh, big-time uh, linebacker slash really more of an edge guy, buck-type guy for, for South Carolina. Noon ESPN uh, playing St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, which is where um, Jamar Brown, Vinnie Murphy, they played their ball at. Uh, South Carolina has traditionally recruited that school. Everybody recruits that school quite a bit. So, so that'll be good. He Barham's a kid I'm I'm kind of excited to watch play and watch him on TV and uh, someone we expect to uh, to take an official visit to South Carolina during the season. We wrote about that uh, yesterday in our double Carolina Confidential, the Insider Report Day. 
on the Insiders Forum. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm going to try to tune into that at noon and then tune in um, to Eastern Illinois tomorrow at six. So there should be some uh, some good stuff. Was that uh, was that one of your other ones, or are there some that, other guys was, we can watch, man? That was definitely one of them. And I was going to note St. Thomas Aquinas. They've got several underclassmen with offers, including from South Carolina, some 2024 kids, young guys that have offers that are athletes, defensive back, wide receiver. Another game that can kind of be, hey, if you're waiting in between the St. Francis game and the Eastern Illinois game, Oakland, Tennessee at Madison Ridgeland Academy, Mississippi, uh, is going to be one at 3 o'clock. And uh, that is obviously going to feature uh, Stone Blanton, the Gamecock football target at linebacker. Colin Taylor has a story with Stone Blanton up on the front page of GamecockCentral.com right now. Obviously a, a dual sport guy uh, who plays baseball, actually been committed to, to Mississippi State for that sport, but still mulling uh, some some other options, including South Carolina. He's slated to be in town. I mentioned South Carolina was going to be hosting some some prospects for unofficial visits, and, and even there's an official visit to for the Eastern Illinois game. Stone Blanton is going to be uh, one of those guys he took as official in the summer. He'll be back in town. So 3 o'clock, I believe, tomorrow for him. Um, after that, at 6, if you got two screens, you want to check out Eastern Illinois, Pace Academy in Georgia home of Heaven Brown Schuler, the 2024 defensive tackle. So that's another one. And then on Sunday, I, we don't have room or time to run through them all. IMG Academy is playing a team from Ohio. So IMG Academy out of Florida. Uh, Gamecocks just offered an underclassman running back from IMG. They always have a bunch of prospects, obviously, that are going to be, you know, guys you know, for South Carolina and for other schools. So IMG will be loaded obviously with prospects. So plenty of high school football action to check out this weekend. Yeah. And dude, and some, some college football going on as well. Um, not, not really big games this week, but there, there are some options for you. There's some, some big teams playing this week at least. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, get, I, I like to consider that an appetizer. It's a little bit of an appetizer for the actual week one next week. Uh, Chris, you broke some news earlier this week. Randrikas Davis not with the South Carolina football team right now. Um, it, it was it was interesting to be specific. The wording on that you uh, you got a statement from head coach Shane Beamer through um, SID Steve Fink. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was it was he's not with the team right now. He's focused on uh, his health and his future. Seemed to open. Seemed to leave the door open. He didn't say he's gone like completely gone it left the door a bit open but uh somebody in our uh, comments here chris was asking uh do we are there updates to the depth chart with davis uh, out right now and you know up to that I, I would say it didn't really seem like and it sounds like injuries were a part of this but it did not seem like randrikas had had worked his way into that depth chart mix uh, anyway Chris, I tend to think we, you know, I've said this several times in Carolina Confidentials. I think right now, three wide receiver set, it's Josh Van, it's Jalen Brooks, it's the carry on joiner. Those are probably the starting three. Uh, just my guess, the next three is probably some combination out there of Ortre Smith, Xavier Leggett, maybe Amarian Brown. Um, of course, you know, you assume like a Rico Powers. 
you know, maybe a Jakari Caldwell is, is in that mix as well as far as to to back those guys up. And and that the, the depth chart can can sort of uh, change as the year goes on, as guys step up, as guys take advantage of their opportunities. But I, I look at those three that I said right off the top as being the three guys right now and until uh, until somebody uh, potentially takes a spot. Yeah, and what we've seen a lot, <clears throat> you know, we didn't see a ton in preseason practice in terms of formations, but one thing that we've heard a lot uh, publicly, privately, and, and just even what we did observe in practice this preseason, Wes, I think backed it up that, you know, the tight end obviously going to be a big part of this offense. And so a lot of the formations that we saw, you saw a couple receivers, and we saw two tight ends in some configuration, whether that was – two tight ends on the line, a tight end and kind of an H-back type. We saw a tight end in the slot, Jaheim Bell, for example. We saw that a lot with him. So that's another thing to keep in mind. How many three receiver sets do we see? I don't know. I, we, we can probably feel confident we'll see the tight ends utilized a lot. And so does that mean a lot of two tight end sets? It might. Three tight end sets? It might. You know, so I think it does depend – but you're right, Davis, you know, and you feel for the kid, man. He's had such a a hard run with injuries. Um, and I did think it was interesting how it was worded, that the door was kind of left open. Uh, but this is a guy who unfortunately hasn't been able to play since 2018. You know, he just – even when he's worked his way back, he's had something else. And so I think that's primarily why you have not heard his name a lot, you know, come up. Uh, we have heard Ortrey Smith a lot. He's a guy that feels good. He's healthy, worked hard to get back after taking some time away last year. He's one of the opt-out guys. But um, really, I mean, with that condition that he had that necessitated that knee surgery, that's a hard road, a difficult road to come back from. And so I think last year was good for him to be able to take that time away. And we know he has ability. And so he's, he's certainly shown some flashes in the offseason, too. So I'm with you kind of on the configuration with what to expect from this receiver group. Yeah, and I, I tend, again, I, I think in the year 2021, especially when you have when you have tight ends that can play and you have a, a deep running back group, Chris, I tend to think we're going to see probably a little bit of all that. Now, matchups and, and how things are going and how the game is playing out and who the opponent is probably will determine uh, – what they end up, coaches will call it like majoring. You know, what are they going to major in on offense? I got it. I'm, I'm with you. I think we're going to see a lot of two tight ends with two receivers. I think, dude, as much as they keep talking up these running backs and as much as we keep hearing about them, I think we're going to see some like split back stuff just to get guys on the field as well. That's something that hasn't been talked about a lot, but uh, you have to do that a bit, I think. And then I, I think, especially against Eastern Illinois, a team, South Carolina, frankly, should should handle, I think you're going to want to get as you're going to want to get quite a bit of three receiver out there just to show it just against a team where you probably can match up pretty well. Um, you know, as far as those things are, I, I would think this is an opponent that South Carolina can pretty much uh, run through all their different personnel groupings and feel pretty good about it. Now, as the year goes on and the better teams you're, you're facing, the more I think you sort of have to focus on what do you as an offense, as a personnel group, do best and um certainly i mean we've said it time and time again it seems like jaheem bell chris uh, jaheem bell and ej jenkins um you know are, are gonna have a huge 
impact this season. Of course, EJ still in a blue shirt, which means he's non-contact. They're hopeful he's good to do, good to go for week one. So um, you, you certainly would categorize categorize those guys. I think almost as starters. Like even if you if you go by just your first eleven, who knows what it's going to look like as far as your first, you know, is, are you in a three receiver set? You're in two tight ends. Certainly, Jaheim Bell, I consider to be a quote starter uh, on this offense because I think he's going to play that much. And uh, Chris uh, asked, uh, would focusing on the tight end position um, translate to more of a running game or to air it out? I mean, that's generally that's going to come down to game planning, week to week matchups. Uh, what you're looking at, ultimately, you want to be balanced. I mean, I, I think. I don't know, Chris, that we can necessarily – it's a very broad statement to be like the tight ends are going to be out there um, for one purchase, one purpose or another. Uh, if you start to sort of get down into the weeds, I think Nick Muse is probably the guy that is going to be asked to do a bit of both. And then I think even though it would be a two tight end set, Jaheim Bell is someone you're going to see sort of moved around quite a bit. EJ Certainly EJ Jenkins is not going to be someone they line up, attach to the line and say, go block their best pass rusher. Um, you know, that, that's probably not very smart. You're right. I mean, di- different skill sets. You know, um, we even saw some in preseason where when South Carolina went to kind of a, a too tight set or if Nick Muse wasn't in the game getting a breather, wasn't in practice getting a breather, Trey Kenyon was kind of the guy that was kind of like a Nick Muse-esque role, you know, and, and that's more of his body type, his skill set. You're not going to, just like you mentioned with EJ, Kevion Mullen, somebody asked about him in the chat. You're not going to have him, hey, put your hand in the ground and block this pass rusher from the SEC or Clemson, you know. Um, you, you're not going to see that. So there are different skill sets, and and that's why we talk about Jaheen Bell a lot, EJ Jenkins a lot. It's not to discount Nick Muse, Cooper Atkinson. We're not as hot on Muse as we are Bell. No, Muse is going to play a lot. He's tied in number one right now. The reason that we talk about Bell a lot is because of that unique skill set and because the staff's moved him around. Something that Marcus Satterfield, the, the OC, has talked about a lot, you know, finding a way to get the backs involved because they feel really good about the top few guys that they have, finding a way to get some of these tight ends that are not really – they're in the tight end room. They're, they're listed as a tight end, but some of these guys are kind of versatile players that, you know, in some ways don't really fit into the box, you know, of a tight end. Wes, one, one thing that was <clears throat> brought up right at the beginning of the chat I wanted to get to here, Trey led off the show with a question I still haven't gotten to. Who's going to be the quarterback next weekend and has it been announced? So to, to address that, it is something that Beamer mentioned uh, during his call-in show, Wes, was that sometime before Tuesday they wanted to have a starting quarterback, whether that's announced or internally, whatever it may be. So you, you anticipate that's going to get done this weekend, at least that final decision. So to, to actually answer the question, we still don't know. It is between, from all indications, Zeb Nolan, the former grad assistant turned quarterback, and Jason Brown, the transfer from St. Mar- St. Francis. Those are the two guys that have been primarily been buying for it. Wes, I don't know if you have an updated feel. Um, last week, I was certainly ready to say, based on what we heard, Zeb Nolan, but not done. 
and Jason Brown, we know, is, has made it a, a tighter race as well. Yeah, I think he has tightened it up. I still, uh, as we sit eight days away, um, I still lean kind of uh, – and, and for those who have been around us long enough, they sort of know how we operate. This is like my opinion, but based on what I've heard. And uh, I, I still lean to, to Zeb – uh, Nolan being uh, being the guy week one, I, I think we'll we'll continue to track that throughout the weekend. See if it's headed that way. They're having tomorrow is not like a scrimmage per se, like not an official scrimmage, but they will practice tomorrow as part of like a little. I don't know if you call it a mini scrimmage type thing. It's like a it's like a basically everything this week is is mocked for game week. So um, basically. Tomorrow, I feel like, will be a pretty strong indicator uh, of which way that is headed. Now, part of this has been, from what they've said publicly, has been they're waiting to see finally what's up with Luke Doty. You know, where, where does he look? Guys, I, I tend to think that you hold Luke Doty week one because we're getting this close. He's not been cleared. You can beat his Eastern Illinois without Luke Doty at quarterback. I think you hold him guarantee that he's a hundred percent um now but i I see i've seen comments come up and they've come up they're after the fact on our youtube after this show is posted i see comments here and people are like well you know i'd be surprised if this guy starts or how can you start this guy over that guy well they're gonna start the guy they think gives them the best chance to win like i i don't i i can promise you at this point there will be it's not a surprise if Zeb Nolan starts. Now, that doesn't mean it's a guarantee that he starts, but we're not that's not an opinion. Like yeah, he yeah. is 100%. Like I I will stake everything we've ever reported on the fact that Zeb Nolan is p- a part of the conversation to start. Like he yeah. very easily could be your starter next Saturday. And I still think it's probably the favorite Jason, it sounds like, has made it a little bit more interesting. Um, and, and see the same. Mark says Brown is the best quarterback on the roster. It, Mark, fill in any name right now. Doty is the best quarterback. Brown is the best quarterback. Zeb, how do you know? Like, the on the internet these days, we have, like, definitive statements of stuff that absolutely you can't know. Because none of us are watching practice. Um, even when we're out there at practice, we're not watching 11 on 11s or even 7 on 7, which would give you some indication. So, yes, I, I imagine, Chris, this thing is going to be official um, early this coming week. Now, announcing it versus, you know, um, it being announced to the team, etc. We'll see exactly how they handle that. I think the discussion um, – did Beamer say in call-in show – Tuesday is, is is an aim, or yeah. did I dream that, Chris? No, he he said he said Tuesday um, was kind of before Tuesday, you know, because so he kind of said Tuesday, he said before Tuesday. All indications are something will be done before Tuesday from from what he said. And, and Wes, to go back to what you're saying, I mean, I agree. I, I think, and I'm not putting this on on anybody that has said Brown's the best guy in their opinion. What I think we would try to push back against or just point out is 
it's a fact that a lot of people have said that based only on the spring game. I mean, that's it. And, and so did Jason Brown make some nice throws in certain circumstances in that spring game? Yes. But if that's all you're basing it on from preseason, from spring football, all of it, not one practice, not part of one practice, which the spring game is, all 15 spring practices, all summer, and all preseason. Out of all that, the only throws that anybody saw, the media, we've seen some more, right? We've seen some in preseason camp. That's it. That's all anybody saw. So it's it's kind of hard to say that. Now you can go back to the St. Francis tape and look at some things and kind of stack that up against what you think of other quarterbacks. Luke Doty's very limited experience, what Zeb Nolan did at Iowa State, North Dakota State. But it is hard to make that statement. And Wes, you've said this before. I mean, coaches aren't infallible. Look, you, they can make the wrong decision. Plenty of them 100%, 100%. do. 100%. Plenty of them do. They can look at something and, and come to the wrong conclusion. That's fair. But when, when we're looking, when we're assessing the Jason Brown situation, this isn't to say anything negative about him at all, because he's certainly made a move upward. We've documented that in this quarterback race. Exiting the spring, he was number three. That's not an opinion. That, that's a fact. He was number three on the depth chart exiting spring. And then he's moved up to number two behind Dodie before Dodie went down. And now has been more in the mix to be the starter. But Zeb Nolan, like you said, Wes, has, has kind of been the front runner as of late. So all I would say is point back to that. The, the, the coaches who are the only people who see practice and can assess things like not just arm talent or what happened in the past, but what is currently happening. So that's how well does a quarterback take, take care of the ball? How well does the quarterback know the offense? How do they command the huddle? Are they getting the ball to the right place? What kind of decisions are they making? I mean, all these different factors other than just one small sample of practice or some game highlights from YouTube. There is a difference. And so that's not to say that if Brown is not or is the starter, that it's the right decision, quote unquote. It's just to say, look, like you said, it's really hard to say this guy or that guy is the best, you know, just based on the sample we have to go on. Yeah, it's it's impossible to say with authority like that. Ultimately, one of the guys will be the best, and we'll see if they make the right decision. Time will tell. But my point is just that saying it because of a couple of drives in the in the spring game. Um, you know, if, if you want to take if you want to take small sample sizes, let's look at Zeb Nolan twenty five for thirty six for three hundred and sixty yards and two touchdowns against Oklahoma. I mean, if you want to just pick out the the best, you know version of someone then yeah you you can always pick out that what you what you you can pick out something to prove your point now the response to that is that at, at North Dakota State Zeb Nolan did not put up big numbers somebody somebody asked uh, is Zeb you know a, a true SEC difference maker I can't remember how they said it or is he going to be asked to manage the game I would say that what they're going to ask of Zeb Nolan is to go manage the game, get them in and out of the right plays. Um, don't put the ball in danger. Uh, now he, it's not that he, he can get the ball down the field. Like he can make the throws, but in order to win, in order to win the first couple of games, it's going to be about playing within the offense, getting the ball to the running backs, getting the ball to the receivers, tight ends, and, and just not messing things up. You're going to, 
you're going to beat Eastern Illinois. Like that's going to happen. If you have if you have to run the ball 85 times, South Carolina will beat Eastern Illinois. Um, his job will be to provide some semblance of balance, hit the open man, um, and command the huddle. So I I think um, if if he's the guy, you don't no nobody here is is trying to put the expectations that he goes out there and leads the conference in passing for the first few weeks or anything like that. It's just a matter of who's the who gives you the best chance to win week one and possibly, you know, week two, I, I think is the question South Carolina has to ask. And, and yes, certainly, I, you know, we're all here for the discussion. You can disagree with the ultimate decision. Um, there's just no time, – time will tell if it was the right decision or not. Um, what, uh, what else did you say at the beginning we wanted to hit on, Chris? I haven't done that one in a while. The old mute. We need to start having a uh, some kind of penalty for for when you meet when you do a self mute like a penalty box or something for the show. Yeah, we need like a sire, like a, a like a buzzer or something. Yeah. Buzz. Uh, well, what I was saying, it it was a clever transition, but it was muted. I was saying what I'm going to hit on is Dead Soxy, DeadSoxy.com. For those of you on the live stream, there's a photo. Gamecock Central's partner with Dead Soxy this 2021. Gamecock football season, you see the spur line up in the top left-hand corner, some kind of Gamecock-flavored socks. Um, And also, they have all sorts of different kinds, men's and women's, dress socks, no-show socks, athletics, basically anything you want to look for. Dead Socksy, super comfortable, buttery soft, no-slip, patented technology. Get 25% off your entire order by using our special show promo code, Cocky, C-O-C-K-Y. After the show, go visit Dead Soxy, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Check those guys out. Always got a bunch of great deals going on. Use our promo code Cocky for 25% off of your order. Yeah, so Wes, will the South Carolina game be on TV? Will the Eastern Illinois game tomorrow be on TV? Do, do you have... Now, you've had some time. I've given you – we've been on the show 37 minutes. Or I have. No, you've been on about 30. Have you prepared your detailed report for us? Uh, for anybody that lives in Montana and has Dish Network, how do they get the games? We want to watch Eastern Illinois tomorrow, and we want to watch the Gamecock football game the following Saturday. Okay, well, first of all, your, your, uh, your DirecTV or Dish Network is going to do you no good tomorrow. Um, from what I have read on the internet, which, uh, means it has to be true. hundred percent to watch Eastern Illinois. You just need ESPN plus, and that's six ninety nine a month. Or, um, there's a Disney bundle that I think gives you Hulu, not Hulu live, but it gives you Hulu, Disney and ESPN plus. I think it's 13, $14 a month, something like that. That would be really your only two options unless you find an <clears throat> illegal uh, stream online somewhere. If uh, you want to watch the South Carolina game, I've seen a lot of people think they have to have ESPN Plus to watch the South Carolina game. That is not true. If you have any type of provider, satellite provider, cable provider, streaming provider, that has the regular old SEC network, all you need, pull up the ESPN app, 
on your streaming device, log in with your provider, no matter what it is, pull up the ESPN app. You can watch the South Carolina game on SEC Network Plus. You do not need to buy ESPN Plus. I wouldn't even recommend you buying ESPN Plus because you're going to need a streaming satellite slash cable provider throughout the year to watch the games anyway. So um, there's no point in buying ESPN Plus just to watch the first game um, because the other games will be on SEC Network, will be on ESPN, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to need a Hulu Live. You're going to need a, U- a YouTube TV or a DirecTV or a Dish Network or something like that to watch the games anyway. So um, there you go. Great rundown. We appreciate it. We look forward to your weekly breakdown of how to watch the Gamecock football game every week. I, I am very curious to get a, watch, uh, a kind of a, a sense of Eastern Illinois. Don't really know anything about them and look forward to getting to know a little bit more by watching them on Saturday. And then we're going to dive in fully next week. We got some cool stuff planned, Wes, in terms of our coverage for the 2021 football season. So make sure you're checking out GamecockCentral.com in the Insiders Forum. The InsidersForum.com is how you can directly get to our premium members only forum. I know a lot of you are members, and we greatly appreciate that. Wes, how about, should we do a little bit of recruiting? Should we save that for next week as far as some guys that are going to be in town visiting? I I mentioned it earlier, just to run down for, for everybody kind of wondering what's going on. Obviously, spots are limited in the 22 class. There will be, though, starting September 1st, an uptick in activity. Mentioned earlier, coaches can go on the road again. They can scout prospects. Prospects can return to college campuses. So September 4th, Carolina's first home game, night game, which is really cool, right? Uh, There was a time in Gamecock football where fans were, like, starved for night games. So right off the bat, you get one. And that means there will be some some prospects in town. Two very notable ones I can think of, Wes. We'll dive in more to these next week. Uh, Brian Thomas, the pass rusher out of Florida, official visit for the Eastern Illinois game. He's the son of any New York Jets fans out there. Stand up. Brian Thomas, who was their standout uh, edge rusher linebacker for a while there. That's his son. He'll be on campus. What's up, Trevon? Are you a New York Jets fan? He must be. Uh, he's not. No New York. That, Jets. That's, that's true. That's Trizzy Trey on Twitter for everybody. I think. I, I, yeah, I, I know Trizzy. I just thought maybe he was a Jets fan. Do no, you know? Not, he's not. I think he's, he's a Panthers fan. Okay, I might like, be wrong on that. Though. Okay. Well, we're. I'm, I know he's a Gamecock fan. He's definitely a Gamecock fan. But Brian Thomas is obviously a guy um, you know to watch, and then Stone Blanton that I mentioned earlier. So. Um, and there are others, and we'll we'll cover that in a lot more detail on GamecockCentral.com this coming week and, and on the show, too. But just wanted to make mention of that, that recruiting is, is about to open up again starting on September 1st. And then there will be some guys in the stands for the Gamecocks, uh, you know, starting on, on the 4th. Is that it for today? Do I- is that it for the show? Yeah, are we are we good? Are we done? Yeah, I'll tell you what though. I was I was just in the midst of gathering something. I wanted to mention this, Wes. I, I want to drop it here. If I got enough space, I want to drop it in the chat. 
Gamecock Central, I don't think we mentioned this. We are we are restarting a text alert service. Um, ah, yes. Yeah, this is a good time to drop it. I'm going to drop it right here in the chat, assuming that I've got enough room. There is some language that we have to include just from a legal standpoint. But basically, we're not bad language. Say- like, <laughs> no, no bad way he's at it. Um, we, we have to include some language just from a legal standpoint to let you know what you're signing up for. We are going to be sending out text alerts on some news. We will not text you everything that happens in Gamecock land. You don't want that. We don't want to send that. You know, you go to GamecockCentral.com 50 times a day and get your fix on Gamecock news, but we will uh, be sending out some text alerts from time to time. I'm dropping it right in the chat. Basically what you want to do. Periscope didn't get my comment, but it worked on the other ones. I think sign up. You text USC to eight, seven, seven, go Cox, eight, seven, seven, go Cox. Uh, text USC and you will be enrolled automatically in our text alert program. Obviously by texting it, you agree to receive the messages, all that stuff. You see the legal disclaimer there. So check that out. Just wanted to mention that before we hop off here, Wes, any, anything else from you, sir, before we, uh, well, and, and that's a, uh, that's a free text service, right? Like yeah. obviously I don't, I don't think you have to say messaging rates may apply, but Nobody, everybody gets unlimited texts now, um, except maybe your grandma, and she's probably not watching the show. Hopefully, she is. But, uh, but yeah, eight text USC to eight seven seven, go Cox. That's four six two six two five seven, and it's a free service. You don't have to be a subscriber. You don't have to be any of that stuff. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's that's a pretty cool deal. I I uh, I'm glad we have that now. We can't take any credit for it. That was all shoe. Our big boss who took care of that, and I'm excited for it, man. Um, yeah, we'll go into more detail next week. On we'll probably have a more detailed list at some point next week on who to expect in on Saturday. Um, we'll hopefully learn a little bit about Eastern Illinois. Um, next week, we uh, let's see what is Charles four messages per month. Um, yeah, Charles. That's just saying. Basically, we're not going to blow you, blow up your phone with a with a bunch of messages that we're going to uh, be smart about when we. It's for break, like true breaking news type thing, uh, is what that means. And uh, and yeah, man, go watch some games this week. Uh, do, you, do you have anything else, Chris? I don't. Other than to thank everybody for joining today. Appreciate y'all bearing with us as we roll roll into the season. Uh, everything's crazy, so. Appreciate it. Wes, next week, that's something I was saying before you came on. We'll say it again. I'm not sure. Probably daily show beginning next week. At least that's our goal. So we'll work towards that. So appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll be back on Monday. Make sure you check out Eastern Illinois. If you missed some of the show, go back, listen to it from the start. We broke down some of the ESPN games to watch for uh, high school football, kind of targets for the Gamecocks this weekend. Thank you to Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network for being our sponsor. And thank you to Dead Soxie. So appreciate everybody. And uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.